Episode 41. This episode brought to you by ReelsandTackle.com, your family-owned online tackle store. Welcome to the Telltale Fisherman Podcast, where avid anglers share the story of their best fishing day ever to inspire yours. Now it's time for another epic adventure. So here's your host, John Woodson. Okay, welcome to the show. Today's guest is Mark Dunham, who's coming to us from the Tampa, Florida area. Mark, how you doing? Doing good, buddy. Nice talking to you. Yeah, you too. And uh, it's always great to talk to a fellow angler who, who fishes waters relatively close to uh, to my home waters. I've had occasion to get over to Tampa a few times, and we've talked with a few guests before on the show about Tampa and just what a wonderful fishery it is. Um, I, I understand the, that you've you've uh, kind of grew up over there and have fished that area for most of your life, right? Yes. I was, um, I was born and raised in Brandon, Florida. Um, I currently work in Plant City, so I didn't make it too far. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was I was brought up, you know, freshwater fishing with my dad at Madar Park, um, trying for bass, but catching mainly catfish because um, he was using chicken livers instead of like bass lures. So ah. yeah, I, I was little, I didn't care anything that would pull the line. I was happy. Oh yeah. Um, and then I started transitioning into saltwater and we used to take trips to the East coast and like stay on um, islands out in Stewart and wake up. Um, you know, in the middle of the night and fish for snook and sleep all day. So oh, cool. I've been re- uh, fishing inshore mainly my whole life. Yeah. And so on both, both coasts of Florida, it just for, for those who aren't from Florida, Tampa is on the, on the West coast fishing on the Gulf of Mexico, Mexico side. And then Stewart would be over on the East coast and fishing the Atlantic waters and the intercoastal waters there. Oh yeah. Uh, short, two-hour drive over there and you're into a totally different ball game as it comes to like size of fish like there's there's big snook big reds over there and you have them in tampa but they're they're just more of them over on the east coast right and so you you said you would actually camp out and then do night fishing and all kinds of uh different things there huh oh yeah you'd run over there during the mullet run um we would bring over a boat um like a flat boat. And then we would also bring a houseboat. So we would sleep in the houseboat, um, during the day cause it was all blacked out. And then yeah. we would take the boat out at night and catch the big snook. It was, it was awesome. It was good, uh, good experience growing up. Oh yeah. That's, that's really cool. I've heard of folks, uh, going and doing that down in the Everglades where you can rent a houseboat and you go way out in the back country, but, uh, you know, to go do that, like in the intercoastal, so you can do night fishing. I, I never even thought of that. That's, that is really clever. Oh yeah. And there's, there's some big snook over there. Um, yeah, it's, it's a really good fishery in Tampa. Um, you, you said you still have snook and redfish there. Those are, those are the main two fish you target. Uh, when we go out, um, we, we like redfish. I mean, mm-hmm. that's like our thing. We, we love, uh, catching reds. Um, but we, we also go after snook, um, trout are on the grass flat. Yeah. Um, so you, it's not, it's not hard to get a slam in the bay. I mean, we almost, we almost caught like a 120 pound tarpon, went in, caught trout, caught 
a snook and then we could not find the redfish to complete it but we almost <laughs> I, I think it's a grand slam Had i don't the know they're, they're all different yeah. names you never some people yeah some people have different names for it but yeah that's what i would call a grand slam yeah, that's that's really cool how you can have, you know, a giant tarpon swimming in the same waters where, you know, you're catching relatively skinny water species. Is that is that pretty common that you'll find tarpon and other species mixed in like that? Oh, yeah. Um, it all depends um, what you're looking for, um, where you put in at the bay. I mean, if you put in up north, um, you're going to get your reds and your snook in your water. Um, you can find cobia in the bay, triple tails in the bay. If you go deeper, uh, we get up in the mangroves and get uh, snook, redfish, trout are on the flat. You can go to the bridge. There's goliath grouper, tarpon are in the uh, in the passes, big snook in the passes. It it all depends on the time of year and what you're looking to catch. There's big black drum on the bridges too. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been times we'll go out and we we've gotten like 30 giant black drum in a matter of hours. Wow. Um, we've been and caught 60 redfish, I think it was, um, in a matter of like two and a half hours between the four of us. We, it was just one after another. <laughs> so, I mean, the fishery itself is awesome. Yeah. Um, now, that's not, that's not too common to, to find a school like that. And we had it to ourselves, and it, it was amazing. I've only done that twice. To find all those fish together for one and then have them not be in a spooky mood for two and then have them all wanting to eat, you know, to, to get all those three things to come together. It's it's quite a treat, isn't it? Oh, it was amazing. I, the first time it happened, um, I was with Mike Goodwine, who, I, I, you know, a lot of the Tampa guys know. Uh, he, he, he runs the charter Black Neck Adventures. Mm-hmm. Um, we were out on, uh, Ashley and I have a skeeter, it's a 22 and a half foot skeeter bay boat. Mm-hmm. And um, we were all out there fishing, and we were hitting this mangrove line. Like uh, me, this guy Pat, and Mike were all hitting this mangrove line. And Ashley, my wife, decides she's she doesn't want to be crowded up front. So she's going to throw it out back. Mm-hmm. She pulls in one. We're like, eh, it's luck. She pulls in two. Eh, you know, she's getting lucky over there. When she pulled in the third one, we all crowded out the back <laughs> yeah, and started throwing right. out the back. And that's <laughs> that's how the school. <laughs> He's like, no, no, y'all stay up there and pitch your bush over there. That's right. We got it back here, so then we wound up pulling sixty out of there. Oh my goodness! So, so did you? You didn't see them immediately, I guess. They were like in a a hole or something, or how? How'd you? Was it just you caught them broadcasting? It was a deeper channel, so you couldn't see them. But the way it turned out is, I guess what happened is the the school kind of just sat in the channel, and we were pitching like mangroves where they na- normally might hang out mm-hmm. and she just decided she didn't want to be up there with it so she was going to throw it in the channel and i guess <laughs> the entire school was sitting in that channel so what we did it was like a, a conveyor belt of you throw it out there you count to three you're hooked up you move over somebody else throws it out we had quad <laughs> hookups it, it it was insane there wasn't there wasn't a time where the lines weren't getting pulled we got tired of like tired of reeling them in um, we would take a break and then, uh, Mike's like, Hey, I got to go. And I'm like, I've caught plenty. And everyone's like, yeah, we've caught plenty. I think the biggest one out of it was a 36 and a half inch. Wow. Um, but they were like, <laughs> yeah, they were from like slot fish. Um, we were actually in a calendar. Um, I think it was the old salts calendar. All four of us are holding up four redfish from that day. So I mean, oh, how cool. it was, it was amazing. That was, that was a really good day. I was just going to say, oh, you know, when I find redfish together, usually they're all the same size. That 
that that seems pretty unique that you had all different sizes of fish all mixed in in that one area in that one school it was it was very unique um that was the 36 and a half inch red was my biggest for the the bay at that time mm-hmm. um and we were catching slot reds and we would catch some under slot nothing nothing was really too small so it, it was just it was an amazing day i mean i think about that day and i'm like man, you know, we were so spoiled. (laughs) (laughs) No kidding. It's incredible to think about it. And then the only other time something like that happened, it wasn't as good of a bite, but we caught close to 40 between uh, four of us. And Mm -hmm. um, it was me, my dad, my stepmom and my wife. And we were just the same thing. You throw it out and you get rocked and you just keep bringing in reds. And I have pictures up of that. Um, also on my Instagram, it's like oh, cool. this giant redfish. And then like my wife, of course, catches the biggest. It's just of course, good yeah. sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and you never hear, <laughs> you never hear the end of it either. So. That's yeah. But for yeah, sure. the, the bay is such a great, great fishery. Yeah. We, we just, we love it. Um, you could go on a kayak one day, hit the boat if you want. People are doing great wade fishing. I mean, anywhere really in the bay you're gonna catch a fish i was just gonna ask you um what's your favorite style of fishing i mean are you using spin casters and lures or do you fish baits you know live baits how do you normally fish for for redfish normally uh for reds in the bay um and these fish can be quite spoiled because uh there's a lot of live bait fishermen and i'm one of them Mm -hmm. and uh Sometimes the bite's hard and you have to chum heavy with uh, white bait. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we throw big, heavy nets. Uh, my wife and I uh, both throw um, barracuda cast nets. Uh, they're a really good net. They sink really fast, which is what you need because the bait kind of hangs out in deeper waters. Yeah. We load up the cast nets, we load up the bait, and then we go in shallow um, and pitch live bait, either mangroves or flat. And if we're going for trout, we'll do some artificial. Um, it all depends, but typically we are live bait. We catch our own bait um, and we use spinning. Um, typically we're using some 3000 level reel mm-hmm. and just light tackle and right. just having a blast. But if we're, if we're in the mangroves, you got to kind of bulk up a little bit because those snook will uh, wrap you around some trees and you're done. So. Oh yeah. They'll, they'll turn you in circles and tie you in a pretzel around those mangroves for sure yeah i i have a actually a video on youtube where i'm swimming trying to get a snook out of a tree and i i just can't do it he breaks me off and there's a lot of uh there's a lot of censoring going on in the video (laughs) a lot of (laughs) bleeps huh pretty upset yeah a lot of bleeps because i'm pretty upset about it but um yeah that happens that happens a lot yes snook are masters of uh of diving and uh breaking you off in those mangroves or whatever else they can get around Honestly, the, the biggest snook I've caught in the bay is a 46-incher, and it was a day where we weren't catching anything, and I'm like, hey, let's try this spot out. I, I actually threw out one bait. I threw out a pinfish, and it got destroyed, and it destroyed my leader, and um, I was like, man, I'm going to bulk up a little bit, and I tied a little heavier leader on, and the next thing mm. I know, I'm getting just dragged screaming and it's a 46 inch <laughs> snook and wow like, you know it makes all those hours of catching nothing so much better and you found a new spot you know so yeah well i tell you what i'd trade a whole day of catching nothing for that one fish man that <laughs> is a monster oh and you know i wish i would have got a better picture with it i tell i say that to everybody like um i have this picture with it and and she was so like heavy she was so girthy 
and mm-hmm. he was still like very much um, kicking around. So I kind of like hugged her. <laughs> I'm like trying to, to hold her so I don't drop her, and right. I wanted to get her in the water as fast as I could because you know she's yeah. an old gal. I wanted to get her back, and uh, the yeah, picture absolutely. is kind of me me hugging her, and I'm like, I wish I would have got a better picture, but. <laughs> It is what it is. Well, when we get back, Mark is going to share another epic inshore saltwater story with us. So stay tuned. If you fish deep water and don't have a windlass on your boat, an anchor lift ring is a must-have. It makes retrieving a heavy anchor and chain from depth much easier. I have heaved my last anchor up from the abyss. No more? No thank you. Check out tell.fish slash gear in your web browser for the anchor lift ring that we like. We are back with Mark Dunham, and uh, we've been talking about some of that crazy good fishing action they have over there on the uh, west coast of Florida in the Tampa Bay area. And I think, true to script, the story you're going to share with us now is uh, also from over there, right? Yeah, I honestly, I thought about how many stories and how many good times I've had, and uh, the story I want to tell you about is basically how I got my wife into fishing. And, uh, you know, I don't know if your listeners uh, know my wife. Um, her name's Ashley Dunham, and uh, she's pretty uh, into fishing. She's got her own Instagram and everything. And, you know, she used to, when we met, not really fish. And I have fished since I've been a kid, and I wanted to get into it more. And so I, what, what I did is I bought a kayak. And I didn't mm-hmm. want to just bail on Ashley on the weekend. You know, I don't, I don't want to get right. the, uh, the constant, like feel bad. You know, you're always out fishing now. So what I did is I bought her a little kid lime green kayak, like this deep <laughs> kayak as, <laughs> as deep as I could go. And I yeah. put a rod holder on it and I'm like, you know, you're going to come with me and we're going to go fishing. And, you know, she didn't make that big a deal about it. Um, she said, Oh, I'll go get some sun. And, uh, I'm like, okay, but, you know, I'm going to let you fish too. So mm-hmm. I knew, I knew I had to get her on a fish quick or she'd be, you know, bored of it. She would just give up right. on it. And it's fishing. You never really know. <laughs> so that, yep. you're taking your chances Absolutely. there. <laughs> so what we did is I took her out to Picnic Island, which is, um, which is in the bay. And it's a short paddle. She doesn't have to really, you know, go too far. And I paddled her up into the mangroves and I told her, hey, throw it right over there. And honestly, it was like it was scripted. Like the fish knew what I wanted it to do and it was just hanging out. She ends up hooking into this redfish and it is a stud. So she's anchored and it's still pulling her into the mangroves. And she <laughs> it's dragging is, the anchor, huh? <laughs> yes, it is dragging her into the mangroves, just bulldogging in. And she is screaming. And I'm like you know, coaching her, just, you know, reel it, reel it, don't reel the drag, you know, giving her some lessons. And before you know it, she gets this redfish next to the kayak. And she's like, what do I do? What do I do? And I'm trying to paddle over there to help her. And I'm like, you know, just, just grab it and put it in your lap. (laughs) And uh, she's, you know, put it in my lap, you know, the typical response you would think you would get. And I'm like, put it in your lap before you lose it. And she takes this big old redfish and just sets it in her lap. And I, I didn't know, you know, she'd freak out. I didn't know, you know, how she would, you know, react to this. And I look over and she is smiling and just screaming like, you know, woohoo, like in the mangroves, just screaming. <laughs> and 
And I'm like, hey, hey, knock it off, because there's like boats and other guys around, and you know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, knock it off. Like, I know you're happy, and I'm happy for you, but you know, keep it down. And um, she, she was so happy. And all I would hear is, hey, let's go fishing. And and I got lucky with that. You know, she got hooked right away, and it wasn't difficult. Yeah. Also, I got lucky because all she wanted to do was learn. And like from that day on, she's like, can you teach me, you know, how to tie, you know, knots? Can you show me how to throw a cast net? And, and she drives the boat. Like we ended up getting a boat and um, she throws a uh, cast net. And I mean, she does, she does everything that I like, honestly, I could probably not go fishing and she would be fine. Like that's how, mm-hmm. you know, she's not relying on anything. She is actually a very good angler now. So I think honestly, that's my favorite story because, you know, we're married and, you know, we do this together and we have a great time and we just, you know, honestly, we have fun sharing it on Instagram and stuff. And it used to be just, you know, having a good time and sharing it for friends. And now like we have people that, you know, enjoy our pictures and our videos and just have fun with it too. And I'm the type of guy that I will help anybody I can um, to learn so they can catch fish too. And I mean, I'm not going to be like, Hey, go to this spot at this time and you'll catch fish. I'm more of a, you know, look for the signs and get bait and tell them the tips because you're not going to get better unless, you know, you figure it out. Absolutely. It's, it it was, it was a chance I took on this cheap little kayak that paid off so well because my friends are so jealous. (laughs) (laughs) that I can go fish all the time because my wife comes with me and she loves it. Yeah, man, that is so cool. And having, having a uh, redfish stick to the script there and hit on cue for the first fish, a nice big redfish, that, that certainly didn't hurt either, did it? No, and honestly, I didn't catch anything that day, um, like the size of that fish. I caught like some trout, maybe a small red, but the fact that it was that fish that big is just what did it and you know she loves redfish she's like self-proclaimed red queen and she's self-proclaimed <laughs> ashley like she's just so into redfish and that's like her thing and i mean she she loves catching snook she i mean she just likes being out there but i mean she's she's awesome she's my first mate she honestly if i go with my guy friends sometimes i'm like man i wish my wife was here because they she's like more help than they are yeah, right. She's the one that finds the school of uh, redfish that y'all go right past, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's like, no, no, no. Y'all stay up there. You go pitch your bush. I'm good back here catching fish. No kidding. If, if honestly, if you ever, um, if you ever decide that you want to interview her, it'll be completely, uh, completely different story with with her on that end. You know, I was just thinking. You, you've you've told us some awesome stories here today, including that, that last one here. But uh, that might be the warm up for the main event. Yeah, with with her coming on, it sounds like <laughs> she's got it. She's got it figured out now. Oh, she'll do it too. She'll tell you I just catch catfish, and she catches the biggest fish, and she's this and that, and I'm just the guy on the boat driving her around or something. <laughs> Man, that's that's so awesome that uh, you guys have you know found that passion together and just enjoy it so much because uh, you've got such a spectacular place to fish over there and a lot of great memories so far and I know there'll be many many more to come. 
Oh yeah. And we, we just, uh, we don't just fish the bay either. We take, uh, trips. We've been to Costa Rica and caught roosters and sailfish. Oh, uh, nice. we went to St. Thomas. We got a bunch of tuna. Um, I mean, we, we tried fly fishing. It, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not really our <laughs> thing. We, <laughs> we tried yeah. to, uh, be self-taught on fly fishing and, uh, we kind of put that on hold. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's not always quite so easy to get that fly out there in front of a in front of a fish. No, and I hear the trick is you leave your spinning gear at home, but I just can't do it. I can't right. just bring the fly rod. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to do when there's fish that are biting other stuff. So definitely, I you know some people say live bait fishing isn't real fishing, but I'm catching fish, so I beg to differ. <laughs> Well, and, and as you were saying, and I've I found this out myself, those snook over there on, on your coast, when, when they're dialed in on that white bait, they won't touch a lure. You're just really wasting your time if you're throwing lures at them when they're in that feed mode where they all, that's all they want. So you really do have to. These fish can get very spoiled. Um, you know, yeah. a lot of guys... Uh, pitch pitch live bait and they're they're throwing heavy amounts of chum out there and these fish get spoiled and it's hard to do it on a lure but there's some guys there's some really uh skilled guys on fly and arty that'll do it i mean um mm -hmm. i I've, i follow a few of them now and um guy that comes to mind russell jacobs so you might want to interview him and he kills the red fish on fly and it's I'm, I even messaged him. I'm like, man, I don't know how you do it. It's, I tried flying. It's so hard. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but and it, it, and it's uh, always you know, gale force winds when when you do go try your fly rod and you, you say I'm going to do it and then <laughs> never never it's the right conditions or something. Exactly, and honestly, it's all you know what you really focus on and put your your passion into. And I I find that catching bait is just a part of it. Like it's fun for me to catch bait. Like oh, it's yeah. a part of fishing. Like when we get out there, you know, we hunt for bait, we catch the bait and that's a part of it. And I enjoy it. And I told my wife, you know, when I teach you how to throw this net and um, she's graduated to a uh, 10 foot, no, she's throwing, I think she's throwing an eight mm -hmm. because um, she got a car accident and her shoulders kind of messed up. So she had to go down again. But I told her, catching bait is part of it. Like you will enjoy it. And, uh, oh, yeah. Barracuda cast nets gave her this purple net, man. It's like a one of a kind net. It's purple. She loves oh, cool. this thing. And, uh, she's throwing it like a champ. And she says now, like when we go to get bait, she's like, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, okay. So it, it was, it was weird at first, but now I'm like, you know, okay. She's helping me out. <laughs> Yeah, it's time for you to kick back and get some sun now. It's weird. I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's weird from from being the guy that like gets the bait and like kind of provides the bait for the day. It's weird to sit back and drive the boat and let her do it. But I'm like proud of her at the same time. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Yeah, I wish I wish I had some friends that uh, would love to jump in and catch the. Uh, catch the bait because they're always happy to just sit back and watch me do it so <laughs> you know i would do it for you man i love catching bait <laughs> <laughs> no it's fun there's definitely something about being able to throw a net and get your own bait i mean that there's something satisfying about it it is it, it's a skill um i was taught one way as a kid 
and um, I changed it up to throw a 12-foot net because it just wasn't working. Like I used to do the old school, put it in your teeth and throw it, and mm-hmm. it just uh, wasn't working anymore, and you have to adapt and learn to throw, and you're always changing, and that's the thing I love about fishing too. You know, Sometimes they won't bite what you normally do or they won't be where you normally go, and you always got to adapt and change and learn new things. And I never think that I'm better than anybody at fishing or that I know – um, the exact way to catch, you know, a fish. Cause you can, you can catch them, you know, 10 different ways and, uh, mm-hmm. tie knots different and you're always learning. And if, if you go fish with somebody else, they'll teach you something that you didn't even think of. So it's just, it's always yep. good to branch out and fish with different people and keep learning. And don't think that, you know, you're the best and you're better than everyone and you don't have to learn anything because you always can learn something new. That's right. And just when you think you've got it all figured out, the fish will humble you in a hurry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That, that's, and, um, that, I got a big dose of that today <laughs> when I went out. So. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say I've been skunked in a while. Um, I'm not tooting my own horn. I, I haven't been skunked in, a while, skunked in a while, but it happens. I mean, um, does, you know, yeah. we'll catch like a dink snook and it, it will be like, man, at least we weren't skunked. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but it's close right. to it. <laughs> yep. Well, that's that's why they call it fishing, right? Some some days it's uh, sixty redfish, and the next day you're lucky for one little one little snook if you can find it. Oh, exactly. You're like begging for that one little snook. <laughs> something, <laughs> no something bite my line, but a catfish. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Mark, uh, man, some great stories. Uh, just great talking with you about the uh, Tampa fishery over there. I always love to hear about that and uh man just great to hear about you and your wife getting out there and just you know having fun and making memories so much for coming on and sharing that with us today you got it man anytime i can talk fishing i'm all about it don't forget to visit tell.fish slash gear to get our recommendations on gear that will take your angling adventures to the next level and help make you the next telltale fisherman This has been the Telltale Fisherman Podcast. Thanks for sharing another great tale with us. Be sure to check out the show notes page for more info on today's show and the gear we talked about. Keep those lines tight and we'll catch you next time right here on the Telltale Fisherman Podcast.